Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Crime Couch. I'm actually here by myself today, so I don't have my co-host with me, but I'm going to share a story with you that happened in Georgia back in 2013. Today we're going to be talking about the mysterious unsolved case of Kendrick Johnson. Serial killers do on a small scale what governments do on a large one. Kendrick Johnson was a 17-year-old student who attended school at Lowndes High School in Valdosta, Georgia. He participated in many sports for fun and was considered a three-sport athlete at his high school. His overall dream one day was to play professional football, but unfortunately for him, he met his fate on January 11, 2013. It was around 1.30 p.m. in the afternoon on that Thursday morning when Kendrick walked into the gym alone to grab a pair of shoes that he regularly shared with another student. He can be seen on the security footage in the gym walking in, but the tape cuts and you can't see anything after that. He presumably walks in alone, but that was the last of what we see of him because he ends up missing his next class, which is a weightlifting class. Later that day, he also misses the rest of his classes and the basketball game that was scheduled after school. And once he fails to come home, his mother starts to get very worried and calls the police to report him missing around midnight. The next day, on January 11th, Kendrick's mother, Jackie, went to his school that morning to notify them that her son was missing. The administration was kind to her and assisted her with printing out bright colorful missing person flyers for Kendrick to put around the school. At around 10.30 that morning, there were a few female students sitting on the bleachers and noticed some socks sticking out from the top of one of the rolled up gym mats. And thinking it was just something unusual, they went to go check it out. One student climbed up onto the bleachers and saw the body of a boy and attempted to reach in and grab him. The student was unsuccessful and started to call 911 and their teacher to come over to check out what was going on. As the teacher helped, they were able to lean the mat on its side, but once they saw who it was, it was clear that he was dead. They had found Kendrick, and the way that his body was positioned was bizarre. It was face down, head first into the mat, almost like he was diving in the mat to reach for something. His shoes were positioned next to his knees as well, and not on his feet. The police and the coroner quickly showed up, and there was a video that I watched that I believe the coroner took, and you can see the gym, and his body, and different items spread out across the gym. Also, the gym is small. Like, really small. We had two gyms at my middle school, we called it the old gym and the new gym. They happened to do that also at their school in Valdosta, and the old gym was really small. The bleachers that the student was standing on were only two rows tall, so how could anyone have not seen or heard what was going on if it was in the middle of the day? Quickly, his death was ruled a mysterious accident right off the bat, and his family was not convinced. In his initial autopsy, they discovered that he died due to positional asphyxia. This is a form of asphyxia where your body gets trapped and you are unable to breathe properly. I didn't know this, 
but this is also unfortunately sometimes the result of a police technique known as the prone restraint, which is used a lot by the military and the police. So only 24 hours after Kendrick's death, it was already ruled an accident. The sheriff's department pushed the narrative that Kendrick must have fallen into the center of the mat while reaching for his sneaker. He frequently stored things in there, like many other kids, according to the students when they did not have access to a locker. Their specific high school happened to charge kids for lockers, and so many other students would just hide things like shoes and clothes behind the mats. Kendrick's parents, on the other hand, were not so quick to believe what the police were saying and truly believed that foul play was involved. They felt as if his case was not being taken seriously because of his race and there was a larger cover-up going on. When the mat was unrolled by police, his arm was discovered to be above his head and the other arm by his waist as though he was struggling to reach for something. The mat that his body was found in was about 6 feet tall and when rolled up it was around 14 inches in diameter in the center, which is just a little over one foot. However, Kendrick's shoulders measured around 19 inches long, and he was 5 foot 10 inches tall. If we look at the facts, it seems clearly impossible that he fit into this hole unless he were to scrunch his shoulders together in order to slide down farther. His parents stated that his size alone compared to the mat was enough evidence to debunk the detective's theory. His body had not been discovered until after a whole day, and since he was positioned upside down, all the blood in his body would have flooded to the top of his head and started dripping out of his facial features like his eyes, nose, and mouth. But one of the most confusing things about this discovery was a shoe below his head that he must have been reaching for. But it was sitting on top of a pool of blood, yet it had no blood anywhere on the shoe itself. If the shoe had been under him the entire time, it would be impossible for there to be no blood dripping on it. Along with the shoe, there was also a hoodie and a pair of gym shorts discovered near a few splatters of blood on the wall. Investigators ended up taking that blood found on the wall into evidence and ran a test and it was discovered to not be a match to Kendrick's. The clothes that were found there were also never taken into evidence. The suspicions continued to rise and people started believing that the sheriff's department was too quick to rule his death an accident due to these new discoveries. There was also evidence according to the Lowndes County Coroner Bill Watson to suggest that his body had been moved at one point. Another issue that involved the coroner was the fact that he was not called until six hours after they found his body. There's a law in Georgia that requires the coroner to be notified immediately after a body is found, but that was not the case for Bill Watson. It continues to get worse when Kendrick's parents start questioning as to how no one heard their son screaming for help if it was an accident in the middle of the day and he was surrounded by 3,000 students. We talked about how small this gym was earlier, and honestly, if he was stuck in a mat and screaming for help, I don't see how anybody was in the gym and couldn't hear what he was saying. Because in the security footage, there were kids in the gym while his body was in there and so I'm wondering if he truly fell into the mat, how nobody could have heard him, and if he was murdered and somebody placed his body in there, how did nobody notice that either? None of this makes any sense. And personally, I would like to see them find somebody who's around the same height and weight as Kendrick, 
and almost recreate the scene, see if they can climb into the mat and see what happens. Because in my theory, if Kendrick was 5'10 and an athlete, he would probably be able to knock down that mat if he was fighting to try to get out. It would at least fall on its side. Hey guys, it's Kaylee, and I'm here to tell you about my favorite thrifted clothing company called Thrifted by Cash. At Cash, you can get some of your favorite vintage artist and band t-shirts, and my personal favorite, some Harley-Davidson shirts. All of their clothes are $20 or under, and they include free shipping on all orders. The clothes are for men and women, and I'm sure that you'll find something that you'll love. If you love being sustainable, shop secondhand at Cash. Send them a DM on Instagram that you heard this ad and you could get 10% off your next order. Use code COUCH for your special discount now and go check out their Instagram to see what products they have online. It's highly understandable as to why Kendrick's parents were so quick to bring race into it, considering he was a man of color and all the men on the sheriff's team were white men. And in 2013, racism was still a heavy problem in Valdosta. Shevin King, who was the family attorney, stated that if Kendrick was white, his whole case would have been handled extremely differently. Soon after, Kendrick's family made a hard decision to release the graphic photo of their son's face to the public in order to raise more awareness about the cover-up that was going on. This is a horrific and graphic picture that shows his face swollen and almost unrecognizable. The public and the media were horrified by this image and started to rally around his case and fight for justice alongside his family. I've seen this picture, I've seen pretty much all the pictures from the autopsy before and after when his body was found, things like that. And it's probably one of the pictures that haunts me the most when we do crimes like this. It's very disturbing and I don't recommend that you go look it up unless you're truly prepared to see that. On May 8th of 2013, a judge finally granted that Kendrick's body needed to be exhumed and reevaluated. Instead of the county coroner, a private pathologist was hired to do the second autopsy. Upon the second autopsy, it was discovered that Kendrick suffered hemorrhaging on the right side of his neck, which hinted that he most likely died from blunt force trauma to the head. The pathologist confirmed everyone's suspicions and concluded that his death was not an accident. On top of this, the autopsy also showed that some of his organs were missing from his body. And that wasn't even the worst part, when the autopsy discovered that his body had actually been stuffed with newspaper. The Georgia Bureau of Investigations claimed that supposedly when the body was sent back to the funeral home after the first autopsy, his organs had been placed back inside his body. The coroner himself later came out and said that no, the organs were never sent to him because they were disposed of due to the amount of decomposition they had been through. The body was received to the coroner with no organs and stuffed with paper which is a common practice used when someone is embalming a body. I did some more research and a body being stuffed with newspaper was a common practice that they did back before the 70s and it just eventually ended up falling out of style. But they did offer the autopsy to the family for free, and so this coroner specifically was either very old-fashioned or just cheap, and that's why his body was stuffed with newspaper. 
Although Kendrick's family attempted to sue the funeral home for negligence of a body and mishandling their son, the case ended up being dropped. This furthermore pushed the idea of a cover-up involving both the police and the funeral home. Whether or not this was the situation, the problem was that the organs were still missing one way or another and were unable to be tested during the second autopsy. As a result of all of this new evidence popping up, the U.S. Attorney for the Middle District of Georgia, Matthew Moore, announced that there needed to be a formal review of the case. Kendrick's family filed for a coroner's inquest because they wanted to begin the process of reclassifying the real cause of Kendrick's death because at this point it was clearly not an accident and they wanted to reopen the investigation. Unfortunately, this request ended up being denied, although Bill Watson, the original coroner, gave suspicions that he was not confident in the police investigation in the first place. When we read over Kendrick's autopsy, there were notes written in the description of the circumstances that said the body had been noticeably moved and that there was a lack of cooperation from law enforcement at the scene. CNN was able to gain access to the security footage on the day that Kendrick was murdered, but the video shows little information or evidence as to what happened and did not benefit the investigation. In the video, you can see the camera is facing the mats and they were out of focus and looked to be edited or cut out. All that can truly be seen from the footage are scenes of Kendrick walking towards the gym and then also him running around the gym, but we're never able to actually see him leave and he also never shows up for his next class. To top this footage off, there is about an hour or so missing from it within the time frame that Kendrick would have been murdered. And this did absolutely nothing but prove more and more to people that this was the farthest thing from an accident. But we're never actually able to see him leave the gym, and this is also when he doesn't show up for his next class. To top this absurd footage off, there's about an hour or so missing from with To top this footage off, there's also about an hour or so missing from it within the time frame that Kendrick would have been murdered. And this did absolutely nothing but prove to more and more people that this was the farthest thing from an accident. In 2014, Kendrick's parents filed a wrongful death suit against the school officials, alleging that severe racism was at play and that Kendrick was being harassed by the white students and his whole situation ended up being neglected by the school, presumably due to his race. At around the same time as this, there was an article that came out in a magazine that claimed that there were two twin brothers who also attended the same school who had gotten in a fight with Kendrick a year before, and they were to blame for the murder. Their father also happened to be an FBI agent, and Kendrick's parents went as far as to accuse him of covering it all up due to his position. This was all just a rumor that ended up being debunked due to witnesses and alibis, but Kendrick's parents never backed down from this assumption. In 2015, the fight for Kendrick to get justice did not stop here, and his family ended up filing a $100 million lawsuit against 38 different people they presumed to be involved with their son's case. The lawsuit had no hardcore evidence behind it, and later Kendrick's father admitted that this was one of the reasons they ended up dropping the lawsuit. In return, they ended up being sued for over $850,000 in attorney fees and more than $1 million in defamation charges. 
In court, a judge later ordered them to pay at least $300,000 worth of lawyer fees to all of the people they accused with no evidence. In June of 2016, the Department of Justice officially announced that no charges were going to be filed against anyone in relation to the Kendrick Johnson case, considering the facts that there was an insufficient amount of evidence to support the federal criminal charges. As far as the police and the feds were concerned, the case was officially closed. But yet again, Kendrick's parents do not stop fighting. In 2018, they once again exhume his body for the second time in order to perform a third autopsy. The information that they got from the second autopsy was that he had experienced some sort of blunt force trauma to the head, and the third autopsy confirmed that as well, narrowing it down to a potential murder weapon, a 45-pound dumbbell. Kendrick's parents finally hoped that this confirmation, along with the altered camera footage and the mishandling of the evidence, would overall be enough for them to open the case once again. This persistent quest for answers has only created a longer list of questions as to what happened to Kendrick during that school day. It is now 2021, and on March 10th of this year, a bunch of news articles came out to notify the public that once again Kendrick Johnson's case was going to be opened and reinvestigated by a new team. The new sheriff, Ashley Polk, is very confident that him and his team will finally be able to close this case to bring justice and closure to Kendrick's family. With evidence already secured to be reviewed, Polk has already promised that he would look through all the files and look for any discrepancies. This may finally be a chance for everyone in this case to get real answers and finally let Kendrick rest. Serial killers do on a small scale what governments do on a large one. On a, on a large one.